I'll just let that simmer right there for a minute. Go on and let that marinate. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. Love lifted me. Amen. Well, good, good afternoon, University City Church. Oh, my God. I said good afternoon, UCC. Oh, excuse me, good morning. Good morning. Y'all looking like, what are you talking about good afternoon? Like, it's too late now. But good morning, UCC. I'm Elder Derek Bosky, and I'm just going to stand right here and uh, at, at this few fleeting moments and uh, just give you a little something-something. But uh, I'm not the pastor, so I'm just a servant here in the Lord's house. Amen? Amen. But first, give an honor to the Spirit of the Almighty Christ. Amen. That allows us to breathe the breath that we breathe. Amen. That allows us to walk and allows us to talk and allows us the activities of our limbs. We can't do a thing without the spirit of Jesus breathing through us. Amen. Give an honor to our senior pastor, Dr. Michael Anthony Stevens. Amen. In his absence and First Lady Sharon Stevens in the absence as they getting some rest in ministry. Amen. Give an honor to all those pastors and elders in the house as well. Our ministers, deacons, Amen. Missionaries, mothers, amen. We want to salute you in the Lord's church this morning. Amen. Give an honor to my wife, my rib, amen, of 17 years. She's been running with me, y'all, for 18. <clears throat> and I thought she got tired yet. I guess, like the old song say, I've been running and I ain't tired yet, mother. I guess she ain't tired yet of me, huh? Amen. So, uh, like... Elder Hall would say, you know, uh, Sister Shantina is a side piece. Amen. She's been my sidekick and my side chick. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Giving God the honor for her being able to stand with me through some very trying times in young marriage. <clears throat> been with me, didn't have no power, didn't have no gas at times, didn't have, uh, you know, food sometimes in the refrigerator and having to stand in a crisis assistance line in the cold or, you know, go down and get food stamps down off of Billingsley. Somebody know what I'm talking about. Amen. 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 The scripture said that he that findeth a wife findeth a good thing and obtains favor of the Lord. But thank God that she stuck with me through it all. Amen. Amen. We are going to go to the word, y'all. How many of y'all have some handouts this morning? Everybody got a handout? If you don't have a handout, just signify it. Just raise your hand real quick. And uh, one of our ushers will make one of those to you. We're going to change it up a little bit, y'all. Is that all right? All right. You, you might have a little different formatted outline than you probably used to, but I think we have a little fun in church today. Amen. Play a little game here while we learn the word. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you again, Lord God. For who you are, God, and who you are to us, Lord God. We, we love you, Lord God, with our whole heart, God. And God, with our lips, we praise you, Lord. And we pray right now, Lord God, that you would enter the sanctuary in such a way, Lord God, that no flesh could dare take any glory, God. God, neither shall any glory in your presence, Lord. And we ask you right now, Father, God, that you would even speak through me, Lord God. Lord God, speak through this vessel. God, if you can speak through a donkey, Surely you can find something to do with this vessel, God. And Lord, I pray, Father, that I do no harm to your word, Lord God. But God, that only that which you speak, God, will I speak, Father. Bless your people, Lord God, and help us, God, even in the end, God, that we would win souls for the kingdom of the Most High and snatch them out of the grips of the devil that are taking them to hell every day. 
And Lord God, we honor you and we praise you for all that you shall do, even in our midst. In Christ's name, amen. Can I get a little bit more monitor, please? Um, amen. We're going to go to the book of Proverbs, one of my favorite passages, Proverbs chapter 11. Amen. <clears throat> amen. 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 Proverbs chapter 11. Amen. That's good. That's good. Amen. If you have it, say amen, beginning at verse 30. I ain't going to do a real long passage for y'all. I got enough words sprinkled throughout this message here. But it reads, The fruit of the righteous is the tree of life, and he who wins souls is wise. Amen. That B clause would, I would just want to emphasize that again. And he who wins souls is wise. Amen. So if I could, for a brief moment here, take from my subject, sold out for soul winning. Is that what your outline says? I, I just got to make sure because I changed that thing about three or four times now. So, But sold out for soul winning. Amen. Do I have anybody that's wanting to be sold out for souls? Amen. To win some souls for Jesus today. Well, here we see right here in this uh, 11th chapter of Proverbs, you may have your seats at this time, that the, the, <laughs> the wise man Solomon is telling us here, more wise than anybody else to walk the earth, save Jesus Christ. He's telling us that the fruit of the righteous is the tree of life. So the results of the righteous is the tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. So not necessarily, uh, you know, evangelizing or bringing people to Jesus right then, because Jesus had not been born even at this time. But I believe Solomon, if I could infer on this passage, was referring to uh, winning the souls of men. Amen. And this is going to tie into our message, though. But I, can't, I believe you can't win the souls of men to Jesus if you can't win the souls of men. Amen. Because nobody gets saved and they don't like you. You know, you, you ain't about to win nobody and pray nobody to prayer of salvation and they can't stand you. So I believe you have to win the heart of people before you can even win them to Jesus. Is that all right? All right. Um, now, first of all, this is going to take, this message is a loaded message. This is one of these subjects that you just, you're going to need a little more time. You might need a series out of this thing. So I, mean, I ain't going to, this won't do it no justice this one time, but um, but hopefully, you know, uh, I'm just going to give you a little taste to get you excited about bringing souls into the kingdom. And uh, pastor asked us last week, how many of us have had the privilege of personally leading someone to Christ? And a few hands went up. But uh, hopefully by the end of this message, and hopefully, you know, this whole series that we're doing, that, uh, that more hands and all hands possibly would go up. So, sold out. Somebody tell me what sold out means. Sold out means, in this context, completely committed and devoted, invested, and engaged to a cause. To have no reserves about the decision you're making. To be willing to go anywhere, do anything, and give up e everything in order to achieve your goal by any means necessary. Amen. So, we usually use that term sold out when we're talking about Jesus, when we got saved and Man, I left the world behind. I sold out. I'm sold out to Jesus. You know, and basically it's saying that I ain't got nothing left. So if I went to a soda machine and the sign says sold out, you ain't getting nothing out of it. I don't care how many quarters you put in there. You ain't getting no Sprite today. It will be no Dr. Pepper or Pepsi today. 
because it's sold out. It's, it doesn't have anything left for you. So when it comes to, you know, the kingdom here and winning souls, we ain't got nothing else. We ain't got time for nothing else. We sold out to all these other reservations, all these other ways of doing things, and now we're going to sell out to Jesus as we win souls for him. And now soul winning, soul winning is the term, a more modern term that we use, y'all. And it comes from the word evangelism. <clears throat> In the Greek, the word evangelism is eulangios. To spread the good news. Now, some of y'all that are close to me know I call Evangelist Dorsey Eulogios, the evangelist. In the Greek, the Eulogios. It's he that goes and spreads the good news. Amen. The greatest evangelist I've known in my time ever. Amen. Let's put our hands together for Evangelist Dorsey. Man, one is more souls than I believe heaven can count. Amen. So thank God for that great evangelist. He is an inspiration to me. Even young in my, uh, in, in my early days of winning souls, man, I looked at him, man, and just looked at the stylistics by which he wins souls. It's so amazing and, you know, so tactful and just very seasoned how he just, you know, works it in, take any subject and work a thing on in back to Jesus and have folks lifting their hands saying, I surrender all. Amen. So let's talk about some of the greatest misconceptions. We're going to get to your little crossword puzzle in a minute, y'all. I know y'all waiting. We're going to get there. But soul winning uh, uh, um, uh, has some misconceptions. You know, many people want to, you know, make excuses. Why well, I can't win souls with this reason and that reason and that and that and that. But the truth be told, you know, there should be no reason why we can't win souls to Jesus. And we're going to make that thing real plain and simple today. You're going to see. Just wait. But one of the um, greatest misconceptions is that it's only for preachers or evangelists. You're thinking that pastor and evangelist Dorsey are the only one who's supposed to win souls. Believe it or not, I had people always tell me that. Well, man, I'm like, man, you know, on a college campus, um, John C. Smith I, w I went to, people said, no, Bosk, man, man, that's, that's just for the preachers, man. Man, I ain't supposed to be doing that. I'm like, man, let's go, hit the let's go hit the campus, man. Let's go, you know, to the cafe, man, and cafeteria and start witnessing. Or go to the library, man. And they're like, no, man, I'm good, I'm good. Or let's go to the club and stand outside and witness the people. Well, man, that, you know, that's for them preachers and stuff, man. I'm like, yo, you saved? You know, come on now. No, but it should not be reserved. If you have the, uh, the, the, been blood washed by Jesus Christ, if he saved you, man, he ain't expect you just to be saved just for yourself. But he expects you to tell somebody. He expects you to share this thing. This thing should be contagious, first of all. If you got a brand new Mercedes, I bet you won't keep that quiet. You got a brand new quarter million dollar house, you wouldn't keep your mouth shut on that. So why when we have this great gift of Jesus? Man, the giver of eternal life. We want to shut our mouth and talk about, man, my name Bennett and I ain't in it, you know. But, um... Our second misconception is that they don't want to hear all that gospel mumbo-jumbo. They don't want to hear all that, man. You know, man, it's the day and hour, man. Nobody is really looking to hear all that Jesus stuff, man. It's, uh, you know, that stuff is played out, man. You know, that, that might have been back in your daddy, your mama, your grandmama's days, man. But nobody want to hear all that mess now. Don't you know that's the, a lie from the pit of hell? That is a lie. That ain't nothing but, just think about who, who wins the advantage, you know, out of that. I mean, Satan. Because he's snatching souls every single day. The scripture said that the, the hell largens herself, you know. And, uh, and you could say daily, because quite frankly, there are people dying who don't know Jesus daily. And so, um, so why wouldn't somebody want to hear this? Why would you want to not let somebody hear this? Because they don't want to hear this. Oh, come on, y'all. We got to do better than that. Now, the, another one is they're so successful. They don't need Jesus. Say, what? The devil is a lie. Oh, my God, some of the, that's some of the most needing Jesus people that you can ever meet, huh? I mean, man, because they got all this success, they got all this prosperity, all this wealth, but they're still empty. And that's because God, when he created us, he created that God-shaped void 
It's the hole that's in each one of our heart that has a need to be filled. And we try to fill it with women, men, you know, liquor, drugs, success, you know, education, all these achievements, and it still comes up empty. Why? Because that hole ain't going to be filled unless it's filled with the creator. Just like something go wrong with your Toyota, you can take that thing on back, take it to your uncle, let him put that thing up on the shade tree, you know, put some cinder blocks under it and work on it if you want, you know. <laughs> I bet you that thing, something will fall off next week. But you take that thing back to the manufacturer because he's the one that designed it. And they know, they see this problem all the time. So they know best how to fix it. So why not bring them back to the manufacturer? And, uh, and then the, the, the last one is I'm afraid of offending them. I don't want to offend them. You know, man, they, they really don't believe like this. Or they Muslim or they Jehovah Witness. And, uh, oh, I ain't trying to, you know, offend nobody, you know. I got to work here, you know. I, I got I to gotta go to school here. I ain't trying to offend nobody. But oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, that, that's one of our big ones. And, uh, and I'm going to tell you this, you know, that was one of my biggest fears. All these things right here once came through my mind. I ain't going to lie. I am not going to sit here and, 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 and placate this and act like, you know, this, this ain't real. But no, I had to get past that and say, hold on, devil. No, I see a soul that's in the balance. And if I don't say something, this person might go to hell. And I'm going to tell you a few stories probably later on about some times where, you know, I, 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 I flinched when Jesus told me to tell somebody the Holy Spirit was leading me, and I didn't tell him, and there were consequences, and I was like, ugh. But, um, but anyway, so why should we win souls, y'all? Let's move on to our next point here. Let's move on here. The only way sinners is going to get to heaven is if you tell them. Anybody know any other way? I mean, you, I mean, they ain't going, Jesus ain't coming down here to witness to them. You know, he ain't sending angels. Anybody want to take a wild guess on that? Why he ain't going to send nothing from heaven to come tell somebody down here about Jesus? Because they don't have that testimony. That's right. They don't have that personal testimony. They've not had that experience. But guess who does? You do. You can tell them how, man, I was a hoochie. Man, I was swinging poles and, and anything that wasn't nailed down, man. Man, I was a Mac. Man, I was doing such, such, man. I was, you know, robbing cats, man. And doing such. Hey, y'all heard my testimony now. Hey, you know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, so, but, but how much more now does that relate to somebody? But you up there all staunch and, man, well, I've been sanctified and blood washed and uh, I don't do all that stuff. Come on, uh, you know, so I... No, come on. And that's the why the world don't want to get saved, because they're thinking that, man, they're so high, it's so halt. You know, can't nobody attain that, that perfection. But when they hear your testimony and say, man, baby, let me tell you something. You know, mother ain't always, you know, dressed the way mother dressed, you know. You know, hey, hey, I might have this collar on today, Elder Redman, but, man, hey, this wasn't always a collar, man, you know. I mean, this might have been one of them, uh, them fat gold chains, man, back in the day, you know, that was around my neck, man. And I was swagging and thinking I had it, man. But, uh, but people, when they hear this testimony, when they hear your own personal experience, that draws them in. Again, you win in the hearts of people so you can win their soul to Jesus. All right. So the only way that they're going to get to heaven is if you tell them. So that's why one of the reasons we need to win, because Jesus would go on to, um, and tell Nicodemus in John chapter 3, verse 3, that except the man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. I mean, you just ain't going to get there. And I had this little scripture. Some of y'all remember, they, they used to run this campaign back in the day called um, a drunk driver's campaign. And it was uh, friends don't let friends drive drunk. Y'all remember that? How many remember that? Y'all remember that? So around about that time, I came up with my own slogan. Friends don't let friends go to hell. 
How about that? I mean, how, how, how you friends talking about, yeah, that's my best friend, and they don't know Jesus. They don't know you know Jesus. Huh? How, how y'all? But you're going to just let them just drift on in the hell's way and, and ain't going to say a thing to them. Oh, my God. Man, I don't want you as a friend, you know. Man, what would you be like? It's my enemy then if that's a friend, you know. But oh my God, but the second point is it's a commandment. Oh my God, my, first, my favorite uh, uh, scripture, one of my favorites is Mark 16, 15. And he said unto them, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Oh my Lord, that's a commandment, y'all. It wasn't like, uh, let me suggest, you can go, you can tell somebody about me if you want. Uh, you know, you don't have to. No, that wasn't that, no option. But Jesus told his disciples right before he was ready to depart, Go always, go everywhere. And we're going to talk, pick that back up in Luke too. Oh, excuse me, in Acts from the author Luke. But I tell you what, something else happens when, when, uh, when we win souls. Heaven rejoices. Y'all heard pastors say during the altar call times in Luke 15, 10, that joy in the presence of all angels when one sinner, one sinner repents. I'm talking about, man, y'all thought we was cutting a rug just a few minutes ago. Can you imagine? That's, that's the way it'd be like up in heaven. When somebody gets saved, oh, we got another one. Dun, 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 dun. We got another one. Oh, here's another one. You know? I mean, come on. Is that not? So if it's joy up in heaven, man. And Pastor talked about last week about how the feeling of when you win somebody to Jesus, when you had a personal uh, uh, um, connection, when you had a personal uh, tie-in to that person coming to Jesus, it is something else, y'all. You're talking about a high Oh, my God, I think I, I, I got addicted a little bit. I said, man, I, I must be like a, a soul-winning fiend or something, man. I mean, I'll get, they ain't win a soul, get the scratch, man. And, man, you know, what's going on, man? I need to go win somebody, man, because, I mean, it's addictive, y'all. I mean, man, you start going through withdrawal, man. Two days that went by, I ain't told nobody about Jesus. Man, what's going on, y'all? Man, come on, <laughs> you know? Come on, man. But it's addictive, y'all, and heaven is rejoicing, and so do you. And I'm going, I, I was just up in Boston um, this past week, this weekend. I just flew back last night. I was up there with a, a good friend. He lost his mom from college. Uh, we went back all the way to John C. Smith, the college. And, uh, and the Lord allowed me to minister to him. Um, he was a freshman and I was a sophomore. And he came and, I, you know, walked up to him and told him about Jesus or whatever. And we prayed the prayer, man. And, you know, I think he might have been saved. He might have not or whatever. But, you know, we, we prayed the prayer. He got right, man brother been running strong man ever since and now 20 years later he's still going for Jesus I mean doing marvelous works all throughout the country actually international now doing some stuff and I'm just like my lord my lord boy that what I think feels a little good right you just say God man you did it you know not that it's about us but oh my god when you can see somebody flourish just look at let's take the b side of that uh, tape Flip that thing. What if I just said, man, I don't want to tell him about Jesus, man. Man, that cat, he do look a little thuggish, man. He look a little rough, man. I, that cat might go off on me or something. And then I just let him go on. Where would he be today? Amen. Amen. Yeah, chew on that for a minute. And the truth be told, y'all, my fourth point to why we should win souls is somebody did it for you. Huh? Huh? Oh, oh, you just came to Jesus. You just went on up to heaven. And he, and he saved you by himself, huh? Ain't nobody tell you nothing. You just open up the Bible and found Romans 10, 9, and 10 by yourself. And, and ain't nobody tell you, huh? Oh, my God, but somebody did it for you. And 1 Corinthians 6, 11 says, And such were some of you, 
But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus by the Spirit of our God. But somebody did it for you. And don't nothing show greater appreciation when somebody do something for you than to pay it forward. Huh? That's what we call it today is pay it forward. Somebody witnessed to you and shared the gospel with you. Man, it's only right to do it for somebody else. I think back when I was in Philly, y'all, back in, uh, back in the early 90s, and, uh, and this couple kept telling me about Jesus, lived around the corner from me. Kept telling me, man, come on to church. Come on to church, man. You need to get saved, man. Uh, you need to come on to church. I'm like, ah, man, I ain't got time for all that stuff, man. Go on with all that, man. I got to do this and do that. But God began to bring me to a certain point in my life, and I'm going to hasten this thing on. And then I began, everything began to be stripped from around me. Friends began to turn their back on me. Everybody began to just sort of go their own way. And, you know, and I felt so abandoned and isolated. And, oh, my God, I was in the foster care system. And, uh, and things were just haywire. And it got to the point that I was just like, okay, Man, I just tried my guess. I ain't got nothing else to lose, you know. Let me go and give this thing a try. And I went down to that church and gave my life to Jesus. This is really speeding it up. I ain't, I ain't give the first Sunday now. First Sunday, I just went there, you know, to hear the music, you know. But the next Sunday, I came on back and was like, man, I think I'm going to do this. That preacher was preaching that thing, boy, and my heart was pounding. And boy, I, I got my behind up from that back row and started walking down there with my, my shorts on and my T-shirt and my New Balances on and and I mean, I ain't look the church way, and I'm like, man, they're going to be worried about what I look like. They're going to be thinking I sell drugs, which I was. They're going to be saying, man, you know, man, this dude, man, you know, he a thug, which I was. And I mean, all that stuff, but, and I just said, I can't worry about these folks. I got to get to this thing myself. And so, but somebody told me, y'all, and I'm, every time I go back to Philly, I never, never cease to remind them how appreciative I am of them telling me about Jesus. Amen. Because now, you know, well, I'm going to move on. I'm going to move on. But there have been many results out of them coming and telling me about Jesus, the people that I've encountered here, you know, on five continents, um, been able to share the same gospel because somebody shared it with me. So if nothing else, y'all, just remember somebody did it for you. One more point here. Where should we win souls? Hmm? Where? <laughs> Wherever. Hey, you see a soul. <laughs> That's one that needs to be reached. Anywhere there are people that don't know Jesus. Anywhere there are people that don't know Jesus. That's where you should be winning them. So it's not like, well, I'm just going to win them right here on my job, or I'm just going to win them in my family, I'm just going to win them here in my school, in my academic circles. Or No, wherever you see there's a need, you meet that need, and you win them. Whether you're across the country, where you're on a plane, you know, wherever you're at, you're on the bus, wherever there's souls, wherever there's a need for Jesus, that's where you minister, and you share that. And Jesus, excuse me, and um, Luke would go in here in Acts chapter 1, and you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses of me in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Huh? So what is that telling us? So Jerusalem was home. That's a hometown. So that would be Charlotte. Judea would be like, you know, North Carolina. Samaria, that would be, you know, probably the United uh, States or whatever. And then the uttermost parts would be the whole world. So now, I've literally taken this scripture uh, literal because it means just that to me. So it ain't just like God called me to witness to, when I go overseas on mission trips or something, or he just called me to minister because I've known people say that, well, I'm called to just do this right here. I'm just going to do my little witnessing thing right here, and I don't want nobody. I want. Get on out of here. Get on out of here, man. What'd that say? Huh? Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the other parts. Jesus said that, and that was his final words before leaving to go to heaven. Right before he ascended up to heaven, 
and you saw him taken up in the clouds again, he tell us this. So I, I would think this would be pretty important. Now, Redman, what you say? Huh? But when I send this power to y'all, how many got the Holy Ghost? Huh? You got the Holy Ghost? This is what it's supposed to be used for. Now, this ain't no Derek Bosky scripture. This stuff was in red. So when we see right here, when he's telling us to hit our hometown, hit our regions, and then take this thing all the way out as far as you can go, he's intending for this thing to be just done that way. Because this is the truth of the matter, as, as uh, he would also say, and the gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a sign, and then shall the end come. So in other words, reverse that, the end ain't coming until this gospel has been preached in all the world. So somebody need to get, get with me and get your passports, and we're going to take this thing around somewhere. In fact, in fact, a little shameless plug, I'm going to the Philippines in May, so if y'all, somebody want to get down with me, y'all holler at me after service, but I'm going on another mission trip back to the Philippines, um, and, uh, and this time we're going to these villages, y'all, that have never heard gospel. I mean, you talking about remote, you think this stuff on some National Geographic stuff. I mean, these folks walking around with loincloths, I mean, they ain't got nothing on, I mean, they, I'm telling you, I mean, last year we took some took some more stickers and stuff like that and, and gave them some crayons. The kids started to eat the crayons thinking they were food. I mean, they didn't know, you know. I mean, they've never, this is how remote we're talking about. There's places in the world still like that, y'all. And they've never heard Jesus. They've never seen white people. They've never seen, you know, Americans. And now we're coming to them. And so we're going back there again um, to minister deep down in the jungles. Um, man, it's so fun, y'all. It's so fun. So we got to have our translators and stuff. And, uh, but, that's, but that's the uttermost parts. Hey, I'm trying to get up out of here, y'all. So, uh, so I'm trying to get these souls saved, you know. How many with me? All right, all right, all right. Well, we're going to move on real quick here. Let's, uh, let's take it to your outline real quick. What is needed in order to effectively witness? Some things I believe. Now, I could not put a whole list. I had like 100 C's, but I couldn't put them all down there. I was like, ah, I want to put this, I want to put that. But, uh, but I put some of the ones I believe are um, ones that would stand out. Christ, what we just talked about. You cannot give nobody Jesus if you ain't got him yourself. You know, y'all see down your outline? All right. Yep, so you need Christ in order to, to, to give Christ to somebody. Amen. The second thing I believe that you need is conviction. Hmm? I mean, if, if, if there's no conviction to tell somebody about it, you're just going to sit there and be laissez-faire with it. Oh, they can... They can hear it if they want. I don't care. You know, it ain't really. But there has to be something made up in your own mind to say, man, I can't let these folks go out like this. I can't leave them hanging like that. I got to tell them, man, man that single mom, boy, she's struggling so bad. I, man, Jesus would help her make the difference. Man, that brother right there, man, he thinking he the Mac. He thinking he, you know, he, he's got it. And he's climbing up the corporate ladder. And he's, man, Jesus would really make the difference in that brother's success, you know. So, but there has to be a conviction to say, I got to tell them. I can't sit still on this. So, and then compassion. It's compassion. And Jude would go on to say that some having compassion made the difference, you know, that they were snatched from the fire because somebody had compassion on them. Somebody was willing to go above and beyond and tell them that, man, I know, you know, life seems hard. I know it, you know, it seems like, you know, you know nobody's hearing you and nobody's with you, but, uh, but man, you know, I'm going to take this compassion that I have for the souls of people, and I'm going to share this gospel. Courage. Courage is another thing. Because truth be told, y'all, most of us probably didn't tell nobody about Jesus or are reluctant to because 
there's a little lack of courage, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah. So courage is one of those things that I believe you need to effectively witness if you're going to tell somebody you can't be scared. All right? Tell your neighbor, say, don't be scared. Just tell them. Tell them about Jesus. It's all right. They ain't going to bite your head off. I know they might be looking big and bad and tough, but, you know, ain't all that. And the truth be told, y'all, let me tell you this. When I was on campus and we, was, <laughs> we were telling people, man, we was just running all kind of uh, revivals on, there, on the yard. And, uh, and, and people, you know, these big old football players, you know, man, I mean, I'm talking about 300-something pounds, six foot five, you know, man. And I was just like, Doc, look, man, you need Jesus, man. This is the gospel, man. You know, has anybody told you about Jesus? Da, 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 da. And, man, and I have seen big, grown, husky men break down and cry right there. You're like, man, what in the world? I'm, I ain't talking about one or two times, y'all. More times than I can count. But it's because the power of the gospel is so much stronger, so much tougher than these cats are. So much. So, I mean, you can see. Y'all see, watch. That this thing, man, once you tell somebody about this, it begins to break them. And it's such a contrition. And you don't know how, you're like, what did I say? Oh, my God. And that's because it's the gospel. So it ain't no need to be scared. You know how they say, you know, I don't know if some of y'all ever been in wildlife, and they say, oh, don't worry about that. You know, don't worry about them raccoons, or don't worry about them snakes. They're they more scared of you than you're scared of it. And sometimes you be like, huh, huh, all right, whatever, you know. But the truth is, in this, people you know, are more afraid of this gospel than you're afraid to give it to them. You know, because, I mean, they know when it comes time for this gospel, there's a change that has to take place. Let me bring this last one home. It's courteous. If you are going to share this gospel, you can't be all mean, y'all. Get saved, you little fish-eye fool, you heathen. How many of y'all heard that before? Y'all know what I'm talking about. You old heathen, you know. You need to get saved. Oh, glory, you know. So, <laughs> no, y'all, you got to be courteous to folks. The scripture would say that a brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and his contentions are like the bars of a castle. So you can't win nobody, and you mean, are you mad, or, you know, cantankerous, and nobody's coming to Jesus that way. I mean, but when you can be nice to somebody and genuinely show care and concern, and, yo, man, I mean, you know, and let me give you an example. You ain't got to be like, yo, man, you know, you want to pray right here, you know, right in public? I mean, that's cool, and it has its place, but the truth of the matter is, yo, let's step around the corner right quick, man. We can pray this sinner's prayer right quick right now. You know, give them a little privacy, a little discretion. You know, they ain't nothing hurt. They ain't hurt nothing. They still gonna get saved. It don't take nothing around, you know, away from it. But be courteous. Another one I have, but y'all ain't got this on your list. But I just came up with this. But it's confidence. It takes a level of confidence. Um, you can write that on the little side or something. But it takes a level of confidence to be able to present this gospel. You know, you can't be telling somebody, you know, well, uh, you know, you can get saved. Or, uh, you ain't got to get saved. Jesus is the way. He might not be the way. <laughs> I don't know if he's the way. <laughs> you know, you might go to Muhammad or somebody. No, 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 no. You got to believe and be established in what you believe in, you know, before you can tell somebody about this. So, and you got to be confident. You know something, the truth be told, I was witnessing one time to this Muslim. This was early in my salvation. And this dude whooped me over my head with my own Bible so bad. I mean, he quoted my Bible back and forth. He might have misquoted it or something. But, man, I felt so embarrassed, so ashamed. I went home and got in my word like never before. <laughs> like never before. Ain't, never, ain't nobody ever whooped me over my head again in that scripture. Jehovah Witness come to my door. I'm opening the door. Come on in. You know, I ain't running from him, man. Sometimes I do. Like, 
Come on, man. I ain't dressed. I don't feel like talking to them right now. You know, I'm tired. You know, but sometimes, like, yo, come on in here. And they're like, all right, man, you go on now with that. You know, yeah, we we gonna bring somebody back up, some stronger people. I'm like, bring them on. Come on, we have all y'all up in here. You know, I'm I'm welcome. Hey, go on and get your buddies. You know, let them finish knocking on the mother doors and come on down here. Bring them all in. You know, because the scripture said that I am the way, the truth, and the life. You know, and then y'all gonna get me all carried away. Don't don't start with me now. But I got a gospel message for everything, and I think that's one of the things that you should have. If you're going to be able to present this gospel in a fashion, you should be able to know what other people believe. It ain't going to take nothing from you to read up on Islam. What do you believe? You know, what do Mormons believe? You know, what does Jehovah's Witness believe? Huh? You know, you should know. Because if they come with their stuff, you're going to be sitting up there like, um, um, you know. So I think you ought to know what they believe, and that brings that level of confidence. Now, there are four different types of evangelism. Four different types. We have mass evangelism, personal evangelism, friendship evangelism, and lifestyle evangelism. And all of these have their own place, but they're all effective and they all need to be implemented at various times. So mass evangelism is a method of presenting the gospel to multiple people, something like what we're doing right now, you know, or at an outreach. You'll see that gospel just presented, you know, or at a football stadium or something, or a Billy Graham crusade or something. You know, that's mass evangelism, and hundreds or thousands of people begin to flock to the altar. That's mass evangelism, and that's what you see here in, um, in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, you know, um, and that's where a whole bunch of people got saved on the day of Pentecost. Amen. The second one, which is one that I'm, one of my personal favorites, is personal evangelism. Amen. Mr. Fred, can you come on up here for a second? I'm going to give you a little quick demonstration on uh, personal evangelism. Can you help, help my other body with, grab me two chairs real quick. Oh, man, you're already there. Oh, man. On point. But personal evangelism is a way of presenting the gospel to an individual. And here we see in Acts chapter 8, verse 26, where Philip, you know, um, was uh, God, the Holy Spirit spoke to him to go to this Ethiopian that was sitting in the chariot reading the prophet Isaiah, trying to figure out, man, what's... What's all this stuff about? And the scripture said that Paul, or excuse me, Philip, the angel told him, go on over there and talk to him. Go talk to him and tell him about Jesus. And so he went over there and it said that Philip opened up his mouth and preached Jesus. He ain't preach, you know, all this stuff, man, this was happening, doc, this is what's going on around here. He ain't preach all this other falsehood stuff and facade, but he told him about Jesus. Just plain Jesus, not church, you know, not religion, none of this other stuff, these fillers, but he told him about Jesus. And so that's one of the things. So I'm going to give you a little quick example. It's what I call the ABCs of, um, of witnessing. And it's real simple, y'all. And anybody can do this. So I want y'all, if you want, you know, y'all follow along. And, uh, and then uh, you can possibly even use this this week. So me and Fred, let's see, Minister Fred McGee, let's give it up for a man. Awesome word this past Thursday. Awesome word. My God. So we know he's already saved, y'all. So, you know, <laughs> you saved, right? <laughs> so we we sitting up here, you know, let's we in Starbucks or somewhere, you know, and we just chilling. This could be anywhere, it can be, you know, at work, wherever, you know. And uh and I'm just gonna, you know, we just gonna talk. Just it should be natural. Whenever you present the gospel, it should be natural. It shouldn't be like, uh, okay, what's the next point or what do I gotta think of? It should be a flow, y'all. So now we sitting, hey man, yeah, man, you you catch that game, man, the other night, man. Steph Curry was raining threes like a preacher spitting on a mic. Oh man, was he, he dropping them? Dropping them hard. He man. was dropping them hard. Man, I was wondering when he was when was the one he was gonna miss next, man. But he was dropping those things. Listen, let me tell you something. It's March Madness time right now. Yeah. 
it's the perfect time for us sports fans to be yeah. out there watching basketball, yes, sir. having conversation, having dialogue. Yeah. But you know what? Yes. I've been just simply going through this week. Yeah. It's been hard. I can't. I just can't get right. You know oh, what I mean? Man. And so I just what? don't know what to do sometimes. Man, let me tell you this, Fred. Man, um, man, as you mentioned, Curry, man, man, one of my, he's one of my favorites, man. One of the things he has on his sneakers written on is, "I can do all things through Christ, which wow. strengthens me," man. Wow. And uh, and that's a scripture from the Bible, Doc. And so I just want to tell you, man, that no matter what your struggle is, man, Jesus, man, can just like it helps him drop them threes, man. It can help you whatever situation you're going through, man. He's no limit, you know, ter or he doesn't have a, 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 you know, a certain restriction, man. But he can get you through any and everything that you could possibly go through. Now, I'm not gonna promise you every day gonna be Sunday now. Right. And it's pie in the sky. But one thing is for sure, man, is with Jesus, it makes life a whole lot easier, man, than trying to live life without him. So, man, let me just tell you this, man. Has anybody ever cared about you enough to tell you about Jesus? Well, you know what? My grandma kept trying to tell me, but I never listened. Mm. You know, people, okay. always, people always trying to say you need to come with me to church, but they never tell me why. Okay, okay. So... Can you tell me a little bit more about yeah, it? Yeah, well, man, let me, let me tell you this, man. All it is is really simple, man, accepting Jesus. It's just ABC. Admit, believe, and confess. You know, and there's a scripture, man, in the Bible. I don't want to sound preachy, but Romans 10 and 9 and 10, it says that if you should confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you saved, Doc. That's wow. it. So it's as easy as that? Just like that, man. Just like that. I'm, I'm telling you, just like that. So, man, if you want, man, I know, you know, I mean, we got a little privacy right here, man. I can share, I can walk you through this prayer, a quick 10 second prayer, man, that will change your life, man. You'll Definitely. never be the same, man. Definitely. All Do right, it. man, you ready, man? Let's Just repeat after me, and if it comes from your heart, man, your life is going to be changed. It can't come from your head, all right? Yes. Say, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I believe. I believe. That you are the Son of God. That you are the Son of God. And Lord, I confess. And Lord, I confess. That God raised them from the dead. That God raised them from the dead. And Lord, I ask right now. Lord, I ask right now. That you would save me. That you would save me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. See, man, it's just that simple, Doc. Wow. Man, your entire slate is clean. No Why matter, isn't everybody doing this? No matter what. Hey, say that again. Why isn't everybody doing this? Man, I don't even know, man. I think sometimes, man, we get a little, you know, caught up in ourselves and our own issues, man, that we don't care enough to share this about somebody else, man. But this is the hope, man. This is the life. I mean, this is, this is where it's at, man. It's too so, easy. Hey, man. Yo, it's man, I appreciate you, man. Yo, man, we're going to get up, man. For real. No doubt. Thanks, man. Was that all right? Just that simple. It's not hard. It don't take long. You ain't got to have no microphone. You ain't got to have no B3 organ, you know, no choir behind you. Just that simple. Just that simple. Just making it plain. So that's personal evangelism. It's just one-on-one. -on -one. You know, you can catch people at the bus stop. You can catch people wherever they go. But one thing, again, you got to be courteous. Now, if that bus is coming in, you ain't on that bus, you know, and you see that bus down the street, you might want to gauge, you know, man, do, you know, can I, can I present this gospel quick enough before that light turn green? You know, so, you know, but just being courteous or, you know, if somebody's working, they got a child with them, you know, they're dealing with something or they're busy, they're running somewhere, you don't want to be trying to stop them. That's, that's rude. You know, give the people some courtesy. So that's um, personal evangelism. Our next one is friendship evangelism. And that means befriending someone with the intent of winning them to Christ. Now, we see this right here in Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, where Jesus went to sit at the, uh, Matthew, um, and he went to call Matthew. Um, to himself uh, to follow him and he said and they were like oh look at Jesus he's supposed to be the savior he's supposed to be the messiah sitting down with sinners well how else they gonna get one huh I mean some of y'all y'all's too scared to go be around a sinner <laughs> like they got the cooties or something <laughs> you know come on man 
Man, yo, that was you. You had the cooties, you know. I mean, you had the sin of cooties, man. Yo, go and get this thing. But this is the only way they're going to get it. But if you got this gospel, the scripture said that if this gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost. Yo, we ain't lost. They the ones lost. So if it's going to be hid, they the ones that's struggling in the darkness trying to find us. So you can't hide it. You can't be stingy with this thing, you know. So this is one of my, uh, the most effective ones, I think. Now, it takes a little more time now. You ain't going to get nobody saved probably right overnight with this one. But this one takes time. This is such as I was mentioning my good friend, you know. As I, you know, ministered to him, you know, man, we, we prayed or whatever now. It started off as personal, you know, evangelism, but it eventually ended up, you know, as friendship because now begin to disciple and walk with him through it. And not only that, but we see this whole thing with Jesus and his disciples. They ain't nowhere said that they got saved, you know, in the three years until, it was, until he had um, ascended. But, you know, we see this right here that he walked with these cats for three years. Friendship evangelism. Take your time. I know we want to plant that seed, water it, and see that increase hot right now. We'll pop like a hot pocket. Throw it in there and pop out. But no, sometimes it ain't going to be like that. Sometimes you're going to give them that gospel and they're going to be like, no, nah, man, psh, nah, I ain't feeling that right now. You know, uh, you know, all right. And that's cool. Give them the scripture. Give them that Romans 10, 9, and 10. And, yo, you know, take a peep at that and holler at me, you know. And that's it. You know, let somebody else come and do the water. Who knows? You might have been like Fred, you know, and somebody already planted. Somebody had already watered, you know, but God didn't mess around and gave the increase right then and there. And this is what our whole little campaign is about, you know, about activating God's worth of spiritual growth, personal evangelism, and increase. You know, this is what the series is about, seed time and harvest. It's time to reap this harvest, y'all. And lifestyle evangelism. Now, this is one that a lot of people want to relax on. Like, man, I'm just going to light my little light shine. I ain't going to tell nobody about Jesus. I'm just going to light my life shine. Now, mind you, it's, it's useful and it's effective, but it shouldn't be your only means of evangelizing. Is that all right? And that's a subtle approach of being a living example of Jesus. And Matthew 5.16 says, let your, let your light so shine before men that they will see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. And so this is probably most effective with your family and friends. Them folks that seen, you know, when you was out there, you know, turning it up, man, on the dance floor. And, you know, it wasn't a club. The party didn't get started till you showed up. And, you know, and man, you was, you was firing them spliffs up. And, man, had the blunts rolling. And, man, had the top paper for some of y'all older folk, you know. I mean, <laughs> y'all know. You know, y'all was passing it around. And, man, and they seen you that way. So now it's like, uh, you trying to tell me about Jesus? I know where you've been, girl. I know what you came from. So this one, they got to see the lifestyle a little bit more. So the personal thing may not just get them right away, but the lifestyle thing, they're like, man, boy, she ain't cussed and, and forever. Man, he ain't turned no bottle to the head. And, man, he, he walking different, man. He paying his child support, man. He, man, that, that, that gospel thing, that, now they ain't going to say gospel. They're going to say, man, since he's been going to that church, something different about him something different. And so, and that's coming from um, your conduct, um, how you conduct yourself. And truth be told, is you got to ask yourself, would you get saved by observing your own lifestyle? Check that, right? Would you get saved? If you was witnessing to yourself, would you say, you know, that lifestyle evangelism, let me see. Mm. No, doc, I ain't about to follow you, man. You know, I ain't about to follow you, self. <laughs> not, not acting a fool like that. So if we can throw a few takeaways. Y'all got all your blanks filled in? 
Some of y'all ain't got y'all. Oh man. <laughs> got y'all blanks filled. <laughs> y'all should have them. I did them all, y'all. So, all right. Christ. Christ is one across. Evangelism is five across. Compassion is seven across. Um, yeah, courteous is eight across. Personal is nine across. Courage is one down. Friendship is two down. Mass is three down. Conviction is th four down. And lifestyle is six down. There we go. Everything's all right now. Got y'all back on track now. <laughs> I thought y'all was following, boy. Y'all don't act like I was that good now. <laughs> y'all went focus on y'all notes. <laughs> now let me let me throw a couple takeaways here, and we're gonna get the organ cranking. All right. All right. Now, one of the takeaways is, is that you have to be looking for an opportunity to witness. Hey, you ain't about to win no souls. Uh, they said, so you ain't fitting to win no souls if you ain't looking for an opportunities. I think Smith Wigglesworth had a, had a, a, a creed that he abided by um, in the 1800s and that he would never go to sleep without presenting the gospel to at least one person a day. And one day he went to bed, he went upstairs, went in his house, and this is in old-time London now, you know. And so he went upstairs and went to bed, and then, you know, the Holy Spirit woke him up and said, hold on, you ain't told nobody about Jesus today. So he went out, looked out his window, and it happened to be the little, you know, cop on the block, you know, with the little billy club and the little, little hats and stuff. And he hollered out the window and gave that man the gospel, and he got saved right then and there, and he was able to go to sleep. And so that's sometimes what it takes that conviction, y'all. But, but you got to be looking for these opportunities. You might be in the line at the food line. I mean, you're like, you got, you got, that, uh, got that Michelob over there. <laughs> you know, what, what, what's the stuff they're drinking now, Elder Ruby? <laughs> no, I'm playing. <laughs> no, 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 but, but you see them, you know. You see them up there, you know. They got their little wine, got their little stuff up there. You know, you're like, now, that tell you there's a need. They're trying to feel something, y'all. You ain't, you ain't need no big neon light saying, tell them about Jesus. Now, you ain't got to be all like, you need to get rid of that liquor, you know. They're going to take the liquor home. Don't worry, but let them take Jesus with them. Put something on their mind. Hey, baby, you know, let me tell you a little something, you know. Man, I used to be in the same predicament. Now, if you ain't, don't make nothing up. But, man, but God saved me, man, did something such, man. Psh, man, I ain't even got a taste for it no more. You know, chew on that, you know. Da, da 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 you know, and who knows, they may start breaking down crying or something like that. You better be ready for any and everything, you know. They might get a little huffy or something, but, you know, you cool, you know. Like, no, but that's why you come in loud, because you can't be mad at somebody who's nice. You can't be like, what? Who you talking to? Like, I'm just sharing such and such, and, you know, tell you what, you know, and you might even say, hey, let's do lunch or something like that. You know, it don't even matter. You can just, I mean, take this gospel, you know, in such a personal way that you can care for people. You know, you don't have to be mean and all that stuff with them. Try to build relationships with them. Because you might, that might mess around and be your best friend. You just never know. You just never know. Now, number two is you can win souls by inviting them to pray with you, such as I demonstrated here today with uh, Minister Fred right there. So you can pray with them right there on the spot. Because you just never know. That person might leave and get hit by a car. You know? I mean, they might leave out there, go home, a stray bullet, somebody spray up the, the neighborhood or something like that. 
you never know, you know. I mean, what could happen? And you're like, man, I should have told him about Jesus. And, y'all, I have been there. And this is what I was alluding to earlier. I've, and the Holy Spirit prompted me to tell somebody, and I'm like, uh, uh, for whatever my reservation, whatever, you know, my reluctance was, and I didn't tell them, and they passed away. And, boy, you're talking about guilt. You're talking about some guilt, y'all. Shh. I mean, because it ain't like you're coming back from hell. I mean, that's it. I mean, there's nothing, there's no more decisions being made once you go to hell. You know, you ain't get back out, you're going on for summer break, and you get coming back. No, that's it. And I'm just sitting there like, man, oh, boy, you're talking about, man, I mean, I'm in cried and cried. So I don't want that guilt on me no more, you know. So, you know, now there's the flip side to it, too. I'll give you another example. It was this other fellow I told about Jesus. And he kept, no, man, no, I ain't feeling that dark. No, man, you, man that's, that's for y'all, man. And then messed around and got hit in the car accident. You know, tracked the trailer, ran over him. And, uh, man, and it's like, gosh, why didn't this cat believe? Why didn't he believe? So it's one thing to share it with them, you know, and they, and they just refuse. They don't want to feel it right there. They ain't hearing it. Then it's a whole different thing to, tell, to not tell them at all. At least give them the benefit of the doubt, all right? So you can, um, you, can, you can pray with them right then and there on the spot, win them, you know, or you can invite them to church, and they can get saved here like I did, like them folks. They ain't win me on the spot. They come on down to Mount Zion Baptist Church and get saved. And I went on down, and I went to go hear some music, though, really. I went to go hear some of that gospel and uh, mess around and got my soul saved. Amen. Amen. Um, now, you don't have to be pushy or try to get them saved immediately. Remember, again, one plants, another waters, God gives the increase. Y'all remember that, right? So now, don't be trying to plant, water, and increase all right then on the spot. So just, just relax. Relax the code a little bit. You know, I used to be so worried that people was going to die and go to hell right then and there on the spot that I was like, oh, you're going to get saved right now. You're going to get saved. You want to go to hell? You want to go to hell? You know, <laughs> now you, come on, lift your hands right now, you know. I don't care. You in Bank of America building right now. Come on, right in the lobby. Lift, lift them hands, you know. No, 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 no. <laughs> That ain't going to work. You know, give this thing a little bit of time, right? So let God do what he's going to do. Sometimes he will do it all at once, but don't, you know, necessarily try to force it because that's where you get in trouble. And that's when folks start hurting your feelings. When you up there and trying to win them and they're, man, I told you I don't want that. I told you I don't want to hear about all that. I mean, I didn't have people cuss me out, y'all. I'm like, well, go on to hell, you know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. I mean, I mean, you want to go so bad, I'm trying to help you get, stay up out of there, but you want to go so bad, <laughs> go to hell, you know, <laughs> you know, all in there. I mean, there ain't no cuss word, but I'm just telling you, you know, like, hey, you so dead set on, on, on steam rolling in, and I'm trying to get you in, and throw a detour, but you ain't feeling me, man, you ain't feeling me, but, um, but that was my earlier days, y'all, so don't do that now, don't, don't, I was still a babe, I was still learning, I was just a little zealous, <laughs> amen. Amen. But um, where am I at right here? Um, yeah, so, so make sure, you know, that you have these opportunities. And somebody, you're going to be presented with these opportunities this week um, on your job or wherever in passing. Y'all all, all going to come in contact with somebody. Let's just make it our business to tell somebody about this um, glorious gospel that we have. It shouldn't be a secret. Amen. It should not be a secret. It sh Jesus shouldn't be the best kept secret. Is that right, Elder Hunt? It should not be the best kept secret. So how many will say this week that I'm going to make it my duty to plant and water a seed? Huh? How many going to do that this week? Well, as we stand to our feet, 
As some of you may recall, one of the ways to accept Christ is in the church setting. Just mentioned that. And so you may be under the sound of my voice and you say, Brother Preacher, I don't know Jesus in the pardon of my sins. I ain't never heard this gospel like this. Or it's so clear, man, I didn't know I was going to go to hell if I didn't accept him. You know, somebody just told me, man, you're going to get blessed if you get Jesus. But they never told me about the consequences if I don't. And I think we do people a disservice when we do that, y'all. You got to let them know the, you know, the blessings as well as the cursings if you don't. So you got eternity, you got heaven, you got life and life more abundantly here on earth. But then you also got consequences if you don't. And again, you know, it's, it's, you know Jesus didn't come to, you know, bash everybody and try to force you into heaven. But he came that you might, he might snatch you from the pit of hell. <clears throat> Truth be told is that he's giving you a get out of hell free card. How many of y'all played Monopoly? Only five people who ever played Monopoly. Y'all seen that, that card that said get out of jail, free card. And boy, you just love to have that one in your, in your little stack, right? Because man, you knew, boy, if it ever came down to it, well, I got me a free pass. And that's what Jesus came to do. He came to give us that get out of hell free card. So now, you know, he's like, why are you going to go? I'm sitting right here trying to block you, man. And you're going to st steady walk right around me and going straight on in the, 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 the gate of hell, huh? Just, just like that, huh? You're just going to egg me like that. No, man. So he came that we might have life and that we might have it more abundantly. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh, y'all. I don't know where I would be. I always think I might be in jail or hell, you know, if Jesus hadn't saved me at 17 years old. And so um, if you under the sound of my voice, while every head is bowed, every eye is closed, and you're saying, man, preacher dude, man, I don't know Jesus. But I want to get them. I think I'm ready to try this walk. I think I'm ready to, uh, you know, to get my sins clean. I, I've, I've done some stuff and I'm not proud of, and so all have we all. So you're not alone. But, uh, but I'm ready to make it right now. I want you to signify that by the slipping up of your hand. Nobody's looking at you. Every head is bowed and every eye is closed. But you want to receive Jesus. You're saying, I need a new life. I need life more abundantly. Things have not been going the way I thought they would go, my way. So now it's time to give it to Jesus and let it try his way. I want to spend eternity with him. Amen. I want to receive him. The scripture said, in the day that you hear my voice, harden not your heart. For it's a appointed man wants to die, and after that the judgment. And you know, I was where you're sitting right now, in that church big old church and, and the preacher man said you come on down and I'm thinking I don't know who he's talking to but I'm not going down there I'm too embarrassed man I've done some things I've said some things and, but he kept on preaching and he said you might have put your shoes on this morning but the undertaker may be taking them off tonight and then he went on to say I'm not trying to scare the hell out of you I'm trying to scare you out of hell and so that's exactly what we want to do we don't want you to go. We care about you so much that we want you to have this Jesus that we have, this everlasting life. Oh, my God, he'll put a smile on your face and brighten your days and snatch you from the pit of hell. Satan doesn't love you. He wants you to stay in all those sins and so he can take you on down and destroy you and torment you for all eternity. Because truth be told, y'all, once we die, there are no more decisions to be made. You can't get Jesus afterwards. 
There's no repass. There's no, you know, there's no escape. But hell is forever. And so is heaven. Amen. So if you're in this place and you say, I want to receive Jesus, slip up your hand. And, uh, and we'll pray with you as we all join together and pray and say, Lord Jesus, let's everybody repeat after me. Said, I confess my sins today. God, for they may be many. But Lord, you said that you would cleanse me from every one of them. And so, Lord, right now, I ask you to come into my heart. And Lord, save me. I believe with my heart, the Lord Jesus, that he is God's son. And I believe that God raised him from the dead on the third day, according to the scriptures. And by this, I am saved. Amen. Amen. Let's put our hands together.